flag, I'm a war like a tart. I got a unicorn for stop. Step into the spotlight. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Prospects After Dark. It is a rare Wednesday episode of Prospects After Dark. It is 9-12. Uh, it is the 12th of September. It's 8.35. I'm five minutes late. It seems like uh, uh, five minutes late is about as good as we're going to get these days. Uh, I'm super late. So, a couple things we want to get kicked off on. Uh, I'm super excited, uh, from like an ego standpoint, to be wearing my beautiful purple Prospects After Dark t-shirt. Look at this beauty. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. The way it makes me feel on the inside is better than the way it makes me feel on the outside. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to our little journey. We have plenty of stuff to talk about. Hello, Victoria. How are you? I hope you enjoy your mango, not peach margarita. Uh, uh, it, welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Now, again, so we have minor league baseball playoffs to talk about tonight. We have a, a terrible loss from the Cardinals. Uh, hello, GM Gersh. How are you? Uh, uh, we have a terrible loss by the Cardinals today where they, they kind of just, man, to watch Paul DeYoung and Matt Carpenter strike out to end that game was tough. It was brutal uh, with a runner on third and only needing to advance a runner. Uh, it, it was kind of a rough way to end, but let's try to keep ourselves optimistic and uh, let's get the questions flowing. Let's get weird. Tell me what you're drinking. Tonight I am drinking again because Schnooks keeps having this stuff on sale for 25 bucks. You can't pass up on Makers when it's 25 bucks. Uh, makers Mark. Uh, it's not even my favorite. It's just I'm not I'm smart enough to realize that you can't pass up on it when it's on sale. Uh, you'll also notice that I'm drinking it out of my lovely Switch coffee mug. Uh, again, uh, amazing stuff and an amazing mission that Switch is on. Uh, you should Google them and uh, go to Etsy. Mexican Winter League Draft. I mean, Dominican Winter League Draft. Yeah, I messed that up. You know, I'm uh, I'm terrible. I'm the worst. I don't know what else to say. Uh, oh. Eller Market. By the way, drink your Grey Goose. We're gonna have this. Uh, we're gonna have this be an amazingly wonderful day. We're gonna get our boy uh, uh, Steve. We're gonna get him all cheered up and all happy and all go lucky. Uh, let's make it happen. As uh, as Smitty says, uh, Maker's Mark is delicious. I love Maker's Mark. I do. It's not one of my favorites, uh, but for twenty five bucks, you're not gonna get a better price or a better value than that. Uh, Cards Gift says, ask questions. Yes, I'm drowning in studying for a history test tomorrow. You're between B-Love and Wildcats, uh, it seems like, man, this is the toughest time of year. Uh, I don't, I do not envy anyone who's in college right now. I got an MIP this weekend, so I'm done drinking for a while. Ooh, that's, that's tough train. But I'll tell you what's even, even more difficult is realizing that you're a minor in possession. I just assume everyone's my age or they're Graham and they're 14 or whatever. But, uh, dude, be safe out there, man. I imagine it was college related. Give me the, give us a little quick rundown, uh, train on, on how you got that, uh, you got that deal, man. Be safe. Be safe to everyone. If, uh, you're in the St. Louis area and you need a, if you need a driver, uh, there's a good chance I'm drunk. So call an Uber. Uh, call Dan Buffa. Uh, let's see. Sup, Hex. Oh, hey, what's up, Hex? We haven't had you coming around here in a while. It's nice to see you. Uh, does every loss by the Cardinals within the last three weeks have to be excruciating? Oh, what's up, Fish? It seems like it. You know, uh, both those losses to Detroit were, were awful, man. They were gut-wrenching. To lose, to lose to Detroit was tough. Again, that's baseball. Sometimes it works out that way. Uh, but for them to walk off in the ninth was even more difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and on top of that, it seems like all their losses are in walk-off fashion. You go back to when they were playing Washington, uh, those were tough games to lose. It, 
it's fun that they're going deep into games, but it's tough to see them lose after having a leader being tied. I, I think friggin' cards is in here. Friggin' cards. A train said gravel road party got busted. Ooh, man. You're a Hoosier. Good for you, train. Uh, to all the miners in possession of alcohol that have been ticketed for that, I raise my glass to you. Mmm. Oh, Austin Stone says, Makers sounds better than this tax return I'm working on. Uh, Austin, that sounds terrible, my friend. Uh, good luck with that. Have some Makers. How many chances have we had to sweep in the last month and a half? Can't finish the job. Oh, hey, Graham. Graham, we love you. We miss you. It's nice that you're taking part of this. Uh, it's not the same without you, man. I love having you around. I know I give you trouble. Uh, but to uh, whoever brought it up, I believe it was Travis Janik. It might have been someone else. It, you know... It's tough to win. It's tough to sweep in Major League Baseball. And you're right. When you're in striking distance and you can't put it away, it hurts even more. But uh, they're right there. You know, I, I do want to see them take a series. I, I want to see them roll through a couple different people, a couple different teams. Imagine if they swept the four-game series against the Dodgers coming up, especially with Wayno going on Sunday. Uh, freaking cards. We love you, buddy. Uh, the, leaping, uh, the, uh, the leaving risp is becoming an epidemic. You know, we're all really happy uh, with, with what's happened with Marcelo Zuno, where he's starting to flash that power again. But he is also doing some, you know, I, remember that the bases loaded thing started not only because Jose Martinez couldn't drive in runs, but it was also because Marcelo Zuna couldn't drive in runs. You know, he's been, he's been, abs he's been better. He's been great. Uh, since coming off the DL, Marcelo Zuna has anchored the middle of the lineup exactly like the Cardinals hoped he would since the beginning of the year. But, you know, again, the, the, Matt Carpenter and Paul DeYoung leaving that runner on third. DeYoung with one out, Carpenter with two outs. Uh, Carpenter standing there holding the bat to end the game is as brutal as it gets. It's as tough as it gets. Uh, yeah, you're right. The Cardinal, look, you can only win if you're driving in runners in scoring position. Even if you're hitting home runs, it doesn't do the full job. Uh, our guy T-Fam, 16-game hitting streak for the 81-win Rays. Yeah, Fam has an 18-game hitting streak, which is his career high. And Steven Piscotti has a 13-game hitting streak, which is his career high. You got to root for the former Cardinals. Uh, you root for Tommy Pham because of his entire story and the eyes and the work he did in North St. Louis, uh, in the inner city. And then you root for Stephen Piscotti because of all he went through with his mom. And you root for him because they're both good people, even if, you know, Tommy Pham's gone through some serious emotional stuff. Who's a Major League affiliate of the team Peoria is playing? It's, is it San Diego? I'm pretty sure it's San Diego. Uh, I apologize for not having the exact right answer there. Ponce triple and not scoring hurt, too. Uh, great point, John. Great point. Yeah, that's... Brutal, man. You can't pass up on opportunities like that. Prediction on the uh, the Dodgers series, I think they split. You know, I I think it'll end up being a weird split. Like, somehow they'll... Uh, I, that's somehow, because... I, I don't know. I think that they'll lose to Kershaw. I think people... Like, Clayton Kershaw's demise is greatly exaggerated amongst Cardinal Nation because the Cardinals have gotten to him successfully. I think Kershaw pitches really well. Uh, I could I could just see them winning that Sunday game with Wayno. I know we're all kind of expecting the worst. Uh, I think they split. Uh, let's see. It's the Ray the Ray single eighteen. Thank you, GM Gersh. Thank you. Yeah, I I'm all over the place. I'm I'm better than that. I've been so focused on what's actually going on with the prospects that I haven't been like focusing on what's going on. And, you know, I should know too because one of the better prospects in all of minor league baseball is playing for the Rays. Uh, he's, he's playing in this game. I can't think of his name right now either. Uh, I'm, I'm the worst. Uh, my brain is just, it's miserable. What a miserable thing. Is Carlos the closer going forward? 
what's up, John Greco? How are you, my friend? Uh, Carlos Martinez is the closer for me. I know people talk about having him as the stopper, but I like Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks as the stopper role uh, with Carlos Martinez closing games out. Uh, Prince Sex had quite a dinger yesterday. That home run that Tyler O'Neill hit yesterday was a monster. What was it, 457, 437? Incredible. Uh, Kyle, your shirt matches your plate just as I envisioned, right? Yeah, here, let's, let's do some of this real fast, if we can. We got the plate, and we got the shirt, and it's wonderful and lovely and purple and delicious. I love this shirt. I love the plate more. Uh, guys, thank you so much for everything. It's, it, uh, again, if you got your Prospect After Dark t-shirt, Send me a picture of it. I want to create like a uh, an entire like scrapbook or a Twitter moment of it. I think that uh, I think that that would be incredible. Yeah, Wander Franco is one of them, Cloud Kareem. Uh, but there's there's another one. I, I Wander Franco has taken huge steps in his progression this year, and he shot up to like the top 25, if not the top 10, in uh, in most prospects. Eric Thomas, how you doing, my friend? It's nice to see you. Hardfire uh, uh, 27 asked the wild card game starter. You know, I know that the chances of the Cardinals getting into a position where they might be able to sweep the Cubs uh, to end the season and, and win the division is slim. I know sweeping them is absolutely slim and, and minimal. Uh, but I think, uh, I know it's not Brent Honeywell. Thank you, Graham. Uh, I think that you can't talk about who the wild card game starter is going to be until you know what it looks like going into that last week. You know, if, if you're choosing, yeah, it's absolutely Jack Flaherty. Uh, if you can have your pick of the litter, it's Jack Flaherty. But... Let's wait to see what it looks like when you get down to that last week because you might not have a choice in regards to who ends up being your wild card game starter. Vital Bruhan. That's it. That is it. Thank you, Wildcats. I appreciate that. Yeah, Bruhan, uh, Bruhan and Wando Franco are the two prospects that have made the most headway in all of Major League Baseball. Is Gomber their third best starter? For me right now, it's John Gant, and then it would be Austin Gomber. Uh, but... It, it's like a tied for third kind of thing. Jordan Hicks should open from Clout Kareem. I'd love to see what would happen. Dude, you weren't wearing a Hillsboro Hops hat, were you? No, no, uh, for the days of lore. No, sir, I'm wearing a, a, a Nightwing hat. It's a comic book character. But we turned uh, against DC's better wishes. We turned the logo into uh, uh, the logo for my Little League team that I coached, the Hawks. This was like two years ago. What the fuck was Flaherty pinch running for today? That was terrible. Uh, does Luke Weaver still have a future with the cards? Yeah, yeah, Luke Weaver has a future with the cards. It's just a matter of what that future is. You know, it looked like he was sharper out of the bullpen. But whatever happened last night uh, was atrocious. It was atrocious, and you can't just gloss over it, unfortunately. You can't keep glossing over the little things. And I'm, I am a culprit of this. I am one of the worst people when it comes to, like, blowing off Luke Weavers and saying he's going to have a role, he's going to have a role, he's going to have a role. Uh, but, you know, someone like Luke Weaver, you have to wonder what is, what's happened with his value. I, I assume that Luke Weaver's value is low. It's like Carson Kelly value, right? And pitchers always have more value than, uh, than, uh, uh, than position players. He always has a market. He's young. He's controllable, all that stuff. He has a chance to have a dynamite arm, dynamite arm out of the bullpen. Uh, but I, I don't think – he absolutely has a future with the Cardinals. I maintain that he'll stay with the Cardinals through the offseason. You can never have enough pitching. Why was Greg Garcia the first batter off the bench? I wish I could give you a really good answer for that. I wish I could give any kind of justification for it. Uh, I wasn't watching the game until the ninth inning because I was at work. And uh, the best that I can do, uh, you know, normally I can find a reason, right? Normally I can say this is the reason. Like, I can understand this. But without knowing the game situation, I've got nothing for you. I'm not going to be able to help you. And uh, I'm sorry about that. What I know is I saw that he came out first. And I thought, well, that's a really poor decision. Uh, from Hardfire27, untouchable prospects if cards look to upgrade at third. Uh, you know, 
it depends on what, okay, so Dakota Hudson is still a prospect. Tyler O'Neill is no longer a prospect. He's lost his rookie eligibility. Uh, so I omit Tyler O'Neill from this discussion. Uh, I omit Carson Kelly from this discussion. You know, obviously Luke Weaver. Uh, Jack Flaherty is not a, a rookie anymore. He's not a prospect. They're, they're major league players now. Uh, same with Yairo Munoz, Austin Gomber. So, like, untouchable, other than, like, Alaris Montero and Nolan Gorman, Everyone's touchable, and even then, in the right moves, I think I'd move both of those guys. I mean, again, the right move. It would take, you know, the only way that I trade, I wouldn't trade. Uh, you know, if you trade, look, it's not going to happen. But if you could trade one up, one of those guys for Arenado for one, two years of Arenado or whatever, then you do it. But everything other than that, I, those are like the two guys I wouldn't trade. Uh, we need a starting five for the final stretch. Not a fan of moving people back and forth from the bullpen. I agree. Uh, good life, Sean. I completely agree with you. My thought is. Again, you, you have four guys for sure, right? Especially with Carlos Martinez holding down the back end of the bullpen. Uh, you have uh, Flaherty, Michaelis, Gant, and Gomber. And then that fifth person, you know, is Ponce de Leon in my book. Uh, it, it seems to boil down between Wayno and Ponce de Leon. We'll see what happens on Sunday. I wouldn't pass, put it past Adam Wainwright to pitch, although it's a Sunday night game, so I could see him pitching bad there. But I wouldn't put it by him pitching somehow good. Uh, against the Dodgers and, and fooling us. You just never know. Van Hickelstein, how are you, my friend? How many more times do we even need a fifth starter this year? So they would, what, two more off days? Uh, so I think that they're going to need a fifth starter, and it seems like they're doing the six-man thing. If Sunday is a must-win, should cards go with Michaelis? It doesn't matter if they should. Uh, they're not going to. And honestly, I would not. I, I would not. And I don't think it's going to be a must-win, you know? I don't think it's going to be a must-win. Wayno will get rocked on Sunday from Shelton Mysterio. I think that that's probably the smart money. I sincerely hope Wayno pitches well. Me too. Uh, 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 Hex, I just, I think we all are expecting the worst, and hopefully we're all hoping for the best. You know, there aren't too many people as class act, as much of a class act as Adam Wainwright is. I can't imagine why anyone would root against him. Do we need a lot of other writers to, other, do we, oh, uh, writers to dis Wayno to give him some fireside. Yeah, maybe that's it, uh, Maggie. Maybe that's exactly what we do. Uh, maybe we need to reach out to Ben Fred and Ben Hockman and Derek Gould and have them all write pieces about how terrible he is as an incentive to get him fired up. I love that. That's a great, that's a great philosophy. Uh, who impressed you during the playoffs for the Cardinals minors? I didn't get to watch Palm Beach. Um, you know, so far, Johan Oviedo, although he struggled a little bit tonight for Peoria, he's looked good in both of his starts. Uh, you know, Memphis, Tommy Edmond, our boy, hats off to not really, hats on, hats off to not really, that's his prospect, Tommy Edmond. Um, they're, look, they, they look good in general. The, the thing about Memphis is between Ron Hill-Ravello and Wilfredo Tovar and these guys who have, you know, the career minor leaguers at this point, uh, they're doing, they're doing pretty well and those guys are performing exactly how you would hope. Um, it, you know. Uh, Kevin Hergritz pitched well. Last night, uh, uh, Seth Elledge, who was the prospect the Cardinals got for Sam Tuovalala, closed out the Memphis game. He looked good last night. He looked... Wayno is better than Bernie. Uh, he looked better than he did at any time I watched him during Springfield. Uh, five innings, four runs is a Wayno quality start. John Greco, I, I think that that is a great way to adjust our expectations of Adam, of Adam Wainwright. Tommy Edmond ready to uh, discalso Garcia <laughs> from Be Real. I think it's getting close, right? You know, the Cardinals organization loves Greg Garcia. Greg Garcia and Colton Wong are extremely close from their days at Hawaii, from what I understand. Um, 
I think it's hard for them to turn their back on the left-handed hitting option that is Greg Garcia, who can move around and who's a coaching favorite and all that stuff. I, Of course, it's something that I would prefer. Yes, I would prefer Tommy Edmond. Uh, first off, I'd prefer for Yairo to be the first bat off the bench. But I'd prefer that Tommy Edmond get the opportunity to uh, to fulfill that role uh, by this by this time next year at the very least. Look, I fully expect, uh, against my better wishes, for Greg Garcia to enter the 2019 season as part of the Cardinals' 25-man. Uh, look, they're not going to cut ties with him, so that means they're going to have to trade him. Um, at least I don't think they'll cut ties with them, but they have been a little bit more prudent or a little less prudent in their roster moves. Uh, so anything could happen, but I just I don't think it's going to happen. His future's so bright, GGG. I'm on the Henesis bandwagon. He's legit from John Greco. Yeah, for again Henesis Cabrera, Genesis Cabrera, the left-handed pitcher, one of three prospects that the Cardinals got for Tommy Pham. Uh, he has a three-pitch mix, and when he's dialed in, when he's, like, you can tell, and you can tell the difference when he's dialed in and when he's not dialed in. He's only 21. He might have just turned 22. Uh, but he's still super young, so it's hard to tell exactly, like, you can actually tell, like, when he's zoned in. He'll get better about that, I promise, but his stuff is legit. Uh, from our good friend Ben Saruti, will you compare Edmund and DeYoung defensively for me, Kyle? Well, I like Tommy Edmund as a utility player. I think... I think Tommy Edmond's going to make more spectacular plays than Paul DeYoung. Uh, you know, Paul's made a lot of spectacular plays lately, but he's that quintessential, he's going to make the plays that are hit to him. Tommy Edmond, think of Tommy Edmond as shortstop more like Colton Wong. He doesn't, he's not as good of a shortstop as Colton Wong is at second baseman. He's, he's a good shortstop, but he'll make some flashy plays. And then just like Wong used to do years past, and it hasn't happened this year, uh, he'll bobble a ball and be like, oh man, Tommy, man, you're better than that. Uh, but Tommy Edmond plays a really good second base. He's a really solid third baseman. Uh, but he's primarily going to be a utility bat, switch hitting utility bat off the bench. Keep asking cues and I'll keep them coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the amazing and talented Cardinals Gifts is sending me the, the tweets right here to uh, our little DM on Twitter. Uh, if Father returns, where does J-Mart go from Heartfire27? The Cardinals have a lot of roster moves to make. And uh, a lot of them are going to be independent on what happens with health. I think more than likely, if, if, De if it looks like Dexter Fowler's penciled in, you're going to see some really interesting shuffling with what is the current 40-man roster, right? Uh, it, it doesn't seem like Mr. Schilt trusts Tyler O'Neill as much. It seems like Mr. Schilt enjoys hitters who make solid contact. That's never going to be Tyler O'Neill's game, right? He's always going to strike out 25% of the time, maybe even 30% of the time. It's just how, you know, that power is going to reward you in the long run. So I would think that Tyler O'Neill ends up being a redundancy that the Cardinals look to move in the offseason. With that, the question becomes, how does the outfield shake out? And the Cardinals have legitimate outfield options. I, I don't know where it goes, uh, but... We'll see. Would O'Neill make the 25-man postseason roster? Right now, I don't think so. You know who strikes out a lot? Harrison Bader. Yeah, we've been telling you guys that this was coming with Harrison Bader, and it goes to show you how hard it is in an adjustment period in the major leagues. He was really good, and now he's striking out, and now it's time for him to make the adjustment. Sorry, I need water. You know, one of the things that he was doing there at the end of August that really buoyed him was he was pushing the ball to right field uh, on two strike counts. He's not doing that anymore, and he's back to striking out. He's going to need to decide uh, what kind of hitter he wants to be because he's not going to be able to be a power doubles hitter and a contact hitter. Uh, he just doesn't have the swing for it. He doesn't have the, the batter's eye for it. Uh, he's going to have to be one or the other. Uh, next Cardinals player to rock a mustache. Well, does Patrick Wisdom count, right? So Patrick Wisdom is working on the mustache. It looked good today. Cards Gifts is tweeting out pictures of it. Uh, you know, I hope Adam Wainwright. I think Adam Wainwright would be awesome rocking a mustache. 
from Cardinalization 24-7, Chase and Shreve, Tyler Webb, Webb will either lefty stick. I think right now, I think right now Tyler Webb will. Chase and Shreve, that home run issue that he has is a big deal. You know, especially when you get to playoff time. You can't have that. You know, I think, by the way, good for um, good for Brett Cecil today, right? Brett Cecil pitched really well. Uh, between, I, I would think that the Cardinals go into the postseason, and it's probably Cecil, and it's probably Tyler Webb as your left-handed options. And Tyler Webb, you know, again, lately it hasn't been as good. But for a while there, uh, uh, Tyler Webb was pretty solid. Jag, are muscles more likely to be traded? Surely, uh... Chachi Flowington. Oh, God, I love that. Uh, Bader, no, Bader's staying. Bader's not going anywhere. I like Jose with the stat. Oh, my God, Jose Martinez with the, a mustache would be incredible. I think if I had to choose, uh, it's more likely that Tyler O'Neill gets traded than anything. Again, we know that Mike Schilt is the manager of the Cardinals next season, and he puts an emphasis on contact. Jed would look good in a stash. Look, they'd all look great in a stash. It's a mustache. Uh, you think Brad Thompson can grow a mustache? Absolutely not. Imagine Schultz showing solidarity with a mustache. I bet you Mike Schultz can't grow a mustache. Uh, what have you seen from Tommy Lane? Tommy Lane, I think, deserves a chance with the Major League Club. If the, if the Cardinals didn't have a 40-man clusterfuck, I would absolutely think Tommy Lane would be up here. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, maybe, maybe the Darian Gonzalez for Tommy Lane switch is something that ends up happening. But I, I hope Tommy Lane gets a chance. Dodgers' easy schedule scares me from John Greco. Yeah, you know, the Cardinals have an absolutely difficult schedule as compared to a lot of other people. So um, a lot of other contenders in this here race. We'll see where it goes. Uh, let's see. I can't imagine Yachty. Yeah, Yachty. I don't think Yachty could grow a mustache. Uh, let's see. Can always uh, Nick Mocha you uh, tell me about Lane Thomas? Yeah, yeah. So right now... Uh, what I've always written about Lane Thomas, what my observations about Lane Thomas are, by the way, Lane Thomas acquired from Toronto uh, for international signing money last season, uh, took double-A by storm, got promoted to Memphis, and he has power and a beautiful sweet swing, but as I keep telling everybody about Lane Thomas, and we're seeing it right now in the Memphis playoffs, when he's not confident, he's miserable. He's not just bad, he's, he's a liability. And he, he takes these little half-choppy swings at everything. He, he's not confident. He's not confident in the outfield. Uh, when he's playing center, he lets the corner outfielders have their, their say at whatever they want. Uh, and right now, that's where he's at. So what I'll say about Lane Thomas is he's 23. He's Memphis-appropriate. Uh, he has every chance to be a top-of-the-lineup impact bat. It's just a matter of how much confidence... Mr. Uh, Mr. Lane Thomas is, is going to display throughout the rest of the season. As you guys know, uh, and I feel bad because I'm, I'm like half-stalking him now, uh, but Mr. Jason Hicks, the, uh, the godfather of Prospects After Dark, has entered our lovely, lovely little chat. Uh, to you, sir, we raise our glass. Uh, you always get the cheer, my friend. Oh, it's perfectly fine. Welcome. Mm. All right, we got questions over here. Uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. If you can only keep one, Edmund or Tommy, or Tommy Edmund or Andy Young. So what I'll say to that is if, if I'm the current GM of the St. Louis Cardinals and I have to make that decision, I look at what I need more, which is a utility infielder that hits left-handed, and I'd have to keep Tommy Edmund. Uh, but, man, I'd really like to keep both of them. How was the podcast with Moe's from Graham? Yeah, uh, so you should go check out Two Birds on a Bat. Uh, they were me, Mo's algorithm, and Brendan Schaefer, and I think a rotating fourth person uh, are going to be doing this this podcast every Wednesday where we each do like fifteen to twenty minute segments. Uh, you should check it out; it's up right now, and uh, it's super interesting, super awesome. Mo's and Brendan did a great job. 
As you can imagine, I brought the entire production down. It's called like Sweaters and Bowties or Bowties and Sweaters, which I think is a terrible name. I'm trying to get loincloths added there. Uh, I want my segment to be called like the Prospect Potluck. Uh, I think, again, I think the name is terrible, but I personally don't care. Uh, I think Bowties, Lollipops, Rainbow Sweaters, and Loincloths is a way better name than whatever they're rocking. But it's awesome and it was good and they were incredible and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, subscribe, just need to find time to listen from Travis Janik. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Again, Moe's, Moe's in particular, Moe's was really good. Uh, what's up, Kyle from B-Love? What's up, B-Love? How are you doing, brother? What kind of, uh, what kind of exam are you working on tonight, man? Uh, bow ties and cod, oh my, but C C C70, tweet at them, tell them bow ties and cod pieces. That's, that is abs, that's, that's money. That's exactly what we want. Uh, let's see. Chances of Cardinals roll with Ozuna long term. From Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan Lee, I believe. I'm sorry if I if I got your name wrong. I think that the Cardinals will try to make that effort. Uh, but I do think, hold on, I got. I do think that there's a chance that the Cardinals are, uh, hopefully, without a shoulder or an elbow procedure, the Cardinals are a little scared off about re-upping Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, personally, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not extending him any type of additional offer. Uh, without having that thing operated on and knowing that it's okay post-operation. Uh, I'm not willing to take that, that risk. I'm not willing to roll that dice, not for the contract that he's going to get uh, being uh, Boris's client, right? He's one of Boris's client, or is he um, uh, one of uh, 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 Pujols' agent's clients? I don't remember. ESPN broadcast tonight said that Baez is like Ozzie Smith at three positions. Of course they did. They're pandering to their audience. Uh, I bet Kyle's favorite wrestler was Ravishing Rick Rude. I like Sting. Sting was easily the best, the best, the best. Up in the rafters, like half of the time he didn't even wrestle. Like once a month he was in the rafters and then he would just go away forever. Uh, I don't think it's Lozano guy. That's right. He's not a Lozano guy. He's a Boris guy. That's what I thought. Uh, from Eric Thomas, we need a bullpen cart. I'm on board, as Chris Gardner would say, uh, carte blanche. I am, I, carte blanche? Uh, I am very much on board for anything that resembles uh, a, a bullpen card, even if it's like a donkey. Is Kisner the Cardinals catcher after Yachty retires from Sam Smitty 79? Or from Sam Smitty 9, I'm sorry. What I keep telling people is if you look at the timeline, of course it lines up better with Andrew Kisner. But it doesn't even line up well with Andrew Kisner, right? I think more than likely you're, you're talking about Ivan Herrera, or uh, Dennis Ortega as the potential uh, usurper of Yadier Molina. Uh, I just think that that's on the timeline better. You know, look, Andrew Kisner, he's going to be ready at the beginning of next year, bat-wise. His glove is still a little weird sometimes, and he might be better suited for a corner infield position. I'd like for him to play third, but he's probably going to play first. Um, we'll see. From TJ Hartline, if you get glasses and don't squint directly in my face, I will be very mad. You know, I almost took this to a Twitter poll because every time I talk about getting glasses, uh, do I like Ortega or Herrera better? Or Herrera, Herrera, Herrera. Uh, I, I brought up somebody, I brought up to someone about uh, uh, bring, wearing glasses and they were adamantly against it. Uh, apparently part of my nasty face and my reverse avocado head is that I squint like an like the thing about me squinting is if you look really closely and we mentioned this last week is it's kind of like one anus one loose anus and then another loose anus uh, so I've got these anus eyes bro uh, let's see back to the questions anyways the anus eyes are part of my charm apparently uh, let's see I know a little while ago that uh, my computer froze guess my computer froze I don't know what to do I'm freaking out I'm freaking out 
Uh, yeah, so I've got anus eyes. That's what we're talking about. Bring your question. Oh, there we go. Whew, man, we're back. Uh, Van Hickelstein, Van Hickelstein, Van Hickelstein, or Stein, or I don't judge a person by their religion, uh, it says Andy Young's back is in AAA. How about that? I love that. You guys know I love that Andy Young. Graham about to fight a bit in here. Graham, what are you fighting about? Get glasses for life and pad. <laughs> the anus eyes episode. Yeah, that's probably it. Undertaker pre-biker phase was the best. What was that? Uh, we need another cheers, my friend, from Tom McCoy. Again, what is everyone drinking? You know, we're, we're kind of derailed already. We're not really focused on baseball tonight. I think we're all a little wore down from whatever happened in that Cardinals game. Uh, tonight, we're going to cheers to a four-game series against the Dodgers that the Cardinals would do well to at least, at least split. Uh, and anything more than a split's a big victory. That Sam Moore loves himself some Keystone Light. I like that. Uh, Drake Man's drinking water. That's fine. Cards Gifts drinking rum and punch. Cards Gifts uh, 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 from a, um, um, a Kentucky Mule or a Moscow Mule to uh, to that. Good luck. Miller. Cheers to oh, Mac Miller. R.I.P. That's sad stuff. Yes. Oh, wait. Another cheer real quick at my Switch Coffee mode to anyone drinking Bush Beer. Bush Beer is the official drink of South City Hoosiers. Uh, and my dad, who is the, the maybe the prince, even though he's 63, of Hoosierdom, uh, we raise our glass to Bush Beer drinkers. Mmm. Van Hickelstein drinking Bush Light like a true Hoosier. Not old enough to drink alcohol from Drink Man. It's okay. Our audience is the type that gets MIPs all the time. Go get you some. Uh, for Maggie, uh, Pinot Grigio. I like, look, I like a good Pinot Grigio. I like a good white wine. I, I, if I'm gonna drink a white wine, a white wine, I go Pinot Grigio. Uh, if I go red, I go something, you know, I, I love red wines. I'd probably go Pinot Noir. I've got that thing for that Pinot, bro. Uh, head for the mountains of Bush Beer. Head for the mountains. It's cold and it's smooth. And it's waiting for you. Uh, who's drinking Miller and Heiser products only? You know, everybody gets to drink whatever they want. Uh, Budweiser, as a real Cardinal fan would. Me and my friends used to love drinking Budweiser, that draft, and then getting the runs. Drinking tea because I'm at work and alcohol is frowned upon. Such a bummer. Hey, but we appreciate you joining from work. I believe that was Kendra Nicole. I could be wrong. Uh, whoever it is that's joining us from work, I hope you're having a lovely evening at work. And, uh, to you. From Cardinals Nation 24-7, love the name Lars Newtbar. Yeah, you know, Lars came on really strong at the end of the State College season, too. It's a long season for the players that get drafted, right? Uh, especially the college kids, and that's that's Lars, That's where Lars comes from. He comes from a college. Uh, it's a really long season, so to see him surge at the end is a positive for me. Um, by the way, Victor Garcia starts in Johnson City next year. That's my guess, Graham. Uh, so to see Lars Newtbar come on strong is a great sign. And uh, I'm anxious to see what it looks like, uh, you know, midway through next year. I think there's a chance that Lars Newbar starts at Peoria next year. Uh, Makers definitely makes this tax return easier. There you go, Austin Stone. Thanks for giving us the update. Uh, I appreciate it. Who's coming up after the Miners postseason? So Giovanni Gallegos, I think, is, is an absolute lock. Uh, I think and I hope Tommy Lane gets the call. I hope that the Cardinals find a 40-man 40, 40 roster spot to make it happen. Uh, you know, and that honestly... That might be it. You know, I could see them calling Edmundo Sosa up just to have him around. Uh, it seems Justin Williams probably, a chance of him. Other than that, I think everyone's up here who's going to be up here. Heineken, you dirtbags. Oh, from, I like Heineken too. Look, I like beer. And uh, I, like, I like beer. I like booze. I like it too much, as a matter of fact. 
Um, but hey, look, I, I like a good Heineken. I like it domestic. I like an import. Uh, bring me your nastiness. Oh, a uh, Connor Green. I I personally think Connor Green's going to get shut down. And the reason I think Connor Green's going to shut down is he's headed to Arizona. And I think for the Arizona Fall League, uh, one of the eight prospects headed to the Arizona Fall League, and I think that it would suit him best to be shut down. Uh, let's see. Ah, I forgot about that duo. Oh, do we have more wrestling duos going on? Will Ozuna resign from uh, Short Shaper 42? What I, you know, we actually uh, we just talked about it, but it's worth repeating. What I think is in the best interest of the Cardinals. I do not offer him a contract until he gets that elbow worked on, and until I see the results of him post-surgery. Other than that, I'm staying away. Uh, I, I'm worried about that elbow. You know, I, I, you have to wonder how good he would have been if he would have been pit on the DL earlier in the year, but then you have to wonder how bad he would have been and how frequently he would have needed those DL stints. Uh, I am not so worried. I'm worried about the elbow, and I'm not offering him a contract until that thing gets healthy. Until he can throw, pardon me, until he can throw the ball, right? I don't, I don't want a playoff push with the left fielder who can't throw the baseball. I, I don't want a $20 million outfielder who can't throw the baseball. Uh, bigger need this offseason, big bat or lockdown reliever from Langston Lil. Okay, so I'm in the minority here. Uh, but if Marcelo Zun is healthy, I think that the Cardinals lineup is, it, it could definitely use an upgrade. Uh, but if you go into the season next year with, uh, Jose Martinez and Matt Ad or Matt Carpenter as your first baseman and Gyro Gyro Munoz and Jed Jerko as your third baseman and DeYoung and Wong and you know maybe Tommy Edmond and Gyro Munoz and then the outfield that the Cardinals have and uh, I to me you you can never have enough pitching you can never have enough pitching you know think about where the Cardinals wouldn't have been or would have been if they wouldn't have dipped into single A and pulled Jordan Hicks out. I think we, because Jordan Hicks has been around and like the sensation that he was at the beginning of the year has kind of passed, I think we forget how lucky and how good he is. And I love that they did it. I'm glad it happened. It's worked out really well all year. We weren't sure how it was going to work out. But I don't want the Cardinals to make that a common thing, right? Jordan Hicks is an elite talent. It's not the kind of talent that grows on trees. He's He is the absolute minority, like the minority, the the smallest, you know, we talk, you have the 99 percenters and the one percenters. Well, in baseball, talent wise, that ability to go from single A to the major leagues is the, it's unheard of. Like there is a decimal, there's zeros between a decimal and the actual number that he represents. Uh, that is so rare. And the, if the Cardinals become reliant on that, if it's something that they think that they can keep replicating, they're sorely mistaken. Uh, it won't happen at the same level that it's happened with Jordan Hicks. Uh, harder to watch, Ozuna throwing from the outfield or Carpenter from third. I hate both, but Ozuna throwing from the outfield, or outfield is tough for me. I give Matt Carpenter credit. You know, Matt corrals it and does everything he can to get all his momentum going to first base. With Ozuna, oh man, it just it kills me to watch him throw it. And it kills me that he's given opportunities in the ninth inning with runners on position to be, uh, to be in that situation. But I love Marcelo Zuna. I'm not like, again. I feel like I just bashed on Marcelo Zuna. I, I bitched about his elbow. I bitched about his throwing arm. Uh, maybe some of the offensive struggles he has. But we all know how good he can be if he's healthy. And I just want to see him healthy. And I want to see what it looks like in a Cardinals uniform. Uh, yeah, Carpenter, as Van Hickelstein says, uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce your name different. I'm just going to call you VHS. Uh, it states Carpenter has found a way to make it work. You know, he hasn't been beat because of his throw, and that's impressive. Best option out of the pen to get left-handed hitters out outside of Hicks. And Seamart, I still go Tyler Webb. You know, I'm still a little iffy about Brett Cecil. I want to see him repeat what he did today. Uh, but if I had to choose, I'd go Tyler Webb. 
that home run thing with Chase and Shreve freaks me out. And again, just to reiterate, after the Memphis playoffs, I'd love to see Tommy Lane get a chance. Uh, Simulacrum Usual, yeah. Simulacrum and Simulations. Uh, I've read part of that book and I didn't understand a, a word of it. But yeah, VHS. Uh, you think the Red Sox and other AL leaders are overrated given all the shitty AL teams? That's a great question. God damn, that's a good question. I do think they're a little overrated. I do. And... But I think that they're also really good teams. That lineup in Boston, it reminds me of what the Cardinals, you know, walked out there in 04 and 05. Like, that's a really, really powerful, really good lineup. And I don't think the Red Sox are overrated if Chris Sale's healthy. You know, it just seems like they have every little thing that you could ever, that you could want. Uh, bullpen, starters, uh, top tier starters, and a lineup that rolls through. But, you know, I think the Yankees are a little overrated. I know everyone's jumping on the Oakland Athletics bandwagon, and I get that. I think they're a little overrated. I'm really anxious to see what Josh Donaldson looks like down the stretch here for Cleveland. Uh, but, yeah, I think they are a little overrated. Again, I'm just going to pan down. Look at that. Look at that, man. Look at that Prospects After Dark t-shirt. I forget that I'm wearing it, and I get really excited when I see it. Look, I'm easily amused, and I'm happy all the time. Uh, although, I'm, usually when you're happy, you're depressed all the time. It's a combination that you're always rolling. Uh, but... Uh, it's cool to see this. And again, if you, you know, we, we sold a bunch of t-shirts. Uh, when you get those, take a picture of them. Uh, that, that's, uh, uh, Eller Market, uh, Steve, Steve Sports underscore NC, I think is what it is. Uh, he tweeted out the best picture so far. And it was his Prospect After Dark t-shirt laying on the ground with a whip and some open condom wrappers and some, uh, some, Actually, a really nice pair of underwear that I would like to know what woman was wearing the other end of that. Uh, it, he took a picture. I love that picture. Take your take pictures of yourselves in the Prospect After Dark shirts. Take it, like, hanging it from a tree. I don't care. Take some fun pictures of, of your Prospect After Dark shirt. Let us know, because that's like a thrill for me. I, again, it just shows, like, the solidarity that is inside of our little Prospects After Dark family here. And I love that. You know, I, I feel like I'm part of something because of you guys. You guys make it this way. So to see you rocking it, it, it really gets me jazzed up. Uh, so, yeah, just keep keep sending your pictures. Man, we've had some great questions. You guys are bringing it strong tonight. I, I love this. Uh, let's see. Speaking of fans from North Carolina, did Klutz really shut down his account after countless threats to do so? I don't have the slightest idea. I didn't know who Klutz was until a week ago. I'm going to Atlanta on Monday for the game, and I'm totally wearing my Prospects After Dark t-shirt. Ryan Fisher, uh, Fish, you are a, a man of the people. I want one selling again. Right now, we don't really have any plans, but uh, if the demand's high, we'll do anything. Who is the best realistic bet for the cards to go after in the offseason? You know, I'm one of these pipe dream people who do think that Manny Machado is an option, somebody that they'll go after. It's just a matter of Machado wants to come here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Prospect After Dark uh, shirt is a chick magnet. Uh, they'll, they will literally be attracted to the shirt uh, because that's they'll, they'll be able to identify the shirt to call the police and say, hey, that guy is leering at me wearing that weird Prospect After Dark t-shirt. Uh, somebody says, Bryce Harper, I... Yeah, I Look, I do think the Cardinals have interest in Bryce Harper, and I think Bryce Harper has interest in the St. Louis Cardinals, but, I mean, why? You know, like, he makes he would make the Cardinals better. But what do you do? You know, they're not going to have – they're going to have trouble trading what they have. You know, I, I they're going to have trouble trading Dexter Fowler, and if they're going to eat Fowler's contract, then they're not going to sign Harper. Uh, I really don't want to think of when it comes out, Manny doesn't want to live in St. Louis – 
but we all can expect it. It's, I mean, we kind of brush it off. Uh, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like to know what your prospect, af- what your prospects are after dark? Uh, is the pad shirt also a guy magnet? Uh, you know, I'm afraid to wear them out in public, uh, but you definitely should. Uh, I think STL is more desirable with Matheny gone. I think that's probably a fair, a fair bet. Uh, uh, days of lore, but we don't know. You know, that was always speculation, but we don't know it for fact. Uh, there's a hot chick in my econ class. The pad shirt will win her over. Yeah, she'll be. Uh, you'll have to brush her off. Uh, miss shirts by 15 minutes. 15 fucking minutes. Sorry, be love, man. I feel terrible about that. Follow her for Kyle Seeger swap. Uh, I don't. I would do it, but I don't think Seattle would. Do you still do pad in the off season from Langston Lil? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Look, we're gonna try to figure something out in the off season. So the first month of the off season is is the Arizona Fall League. So we'll have prospects to talk about, and then remember, December comes, and we're gonna have winter meetings to talk about, and then January comes, and we're gonna have whichever pitchers end up getting hurt, and then February spring training. So yeah, look, we're gonna roll pad as long as the demand's there. We're rolling pad for you people. Uh, look, I am just the custodian uh, of of your will, and uh, if you guys want it, we'll do it. Uh, pad was started in the offseason. Great point from Cardinals Gifts. Hey, Kyle, sorry I'm late tonight from Chi-Town Cardinals. Hello there. Welcome to our little shindig. I'm very excited for Kyle's Blues talk this Cardinals offseason. Uh, that'll be the one thing. Like, I'll be scheduling prospects after dark around the Blues games because I'll try to watch as many uh, as many as you want. Yeah, Graham, you people. I'm talking about you you underage people. Uh, how does Fowler or O'Neill Martino's trio fit next year from C.P. McKee 13? I personally don't think it fits next year. Uh, the Cardinals will look to upgrade their team in some capacity. I would imagine that two of those, I would imagine all three are on the block for whatever gets the best upgrade. Again, I think Tyler O'Neill is the most expendable. Uh, how does Jose Martinez fit? I would think that Jose Martinez fits almost similarly to how he fit at the beginning of the year before Fowler got hurt. I do believe that the Cardinals will look to move Dexter Fowler. I just think it makes sense. But I just can't imagine them eating another huge contract uh, without trying to see what Dexter Fowler looks like next year healthy. Uh, I've sent gifts about three shirt ideas the last week. He's going to regret following me, LOL. Yeah, you know, the one that I want to do, the next one I would like to do is the I and then an avocado emoji turned upside down and then uppercase P, lowercase A, uppercase D. I, I, the I, avocado head, pad. Like, that would be the next prospect after dark that I would push for unless the demand for the pad shirts goes back up. Uh, again, we sold a good amount. I think both Gifts and myself, I think we were surprised by how many we sold. I'm not going to give the number because that's whatever. Uh, but we were, we were both pleasantly surprised by how, pleasantly surprised by how many were sold. So again, thank you so much for supporting and being a part of this family here because again, yeah, you're, this is, to me, this is a weird little online Twitter Periscope family and it means the world to me that you guys are here. Uh, I'm demanding from Hardfire. Uh, I'm just the custodian of your wills. I'm a custodian of the wills uh, to our Star Wars fans. Uppercase P is that code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it absolutely is code. It's code for nasty stuff. Uh, good life, Sean. Uh, who do you think is the ro- is in the rotation next year from Sam- Samuel Bodine? Uh... You know, I personally don't think Adam Wainwright stands any chance of being in the rotation next year, but I think the Cardinals will let him do whatever he wants. I think that's something that we need to start coming to terms with right now. Flaherty, Carlos Martinez, uh, Cy Michaelis, 
Uh, Austin Gomber and John Gant for me right now. And again, I, I just don't have any faith that Walk is going to be healthy and it sucks that he's hurt. I don't know what you do with Luke Weaver, but right now, that's as it stands right now, and I think that that's going to change. I think that we're going to have different options. I think Michael Walker slides in there because they're not going to move him to the bullpen, uh, but I think that's how I'd roll it out right now. Who's the best player in Springfield next year? Alaris Montero. Uh, I think that I, I want to see the Cardinals, and I've been saying this since they drafted him, since he was raking in Johnson City. I want to see the Cardinals pump the brakes on Nolan Gorman a little bit. You know, uh, teams have started to shift on Nolan Gorman. That's part of the reason why he struggled. The other part of the reason why he struggled is that he's striking out a lot, and he should be striking out a lot. He's not, he's not a developed enough hitter for the Midwest League. That's a huge ask. It's tough. You know, the fact that Alaris Montero did it, and Dylan Carlson struggled with it, and Magnura Sierra couldn't do it, and Edmundo, pardon me, Edmundo Sosa couldn't do it, that so few people can do it as a teenager, that Alaris Montero did it is, is super impressive. Uh, but I want to see them pump the brakes with Nolan Gorman a little bit. Let him spend the entire year in Peoria unless he forces your hand. And then move him to Palm Beach. Let him deal with that environment for a little bit. See how that power plays in that tough environment. What's Alex Reyes' timeline? The last report, uh, Eric Thomas, uh, at last report, he would be ready to go uh, come uh, uh, spring training without any restrictions. Uh, stepping in to say, Pad is a very cool thing. Good night and be good, everyone. Thank you very much. We love you, my friend. Uh, why not Kelly as the future catcher? From uh, uh, Bama fan 08. The only reason why I wouldn't say Carson Kelly is a future, and again, everyone's sour on Carson Kelly. I talked about it today in the Two Birds on a Bat uh, podcast. Everyone's sour on him because he's been terrible. You know, there's no other way to, to say it. He's just been terrible. It, it's a it's a huge bummer. We all expected more. We all wanted more. Questions can be raised about how he was developed. Uh, personally, I believe that the way that he was used after being called up to the majors, uh, not used rather, really hurt his development. This is a big offseason for Carson Kelly. He won't need to worry about college. He can just focus on putting on muscle and becoming a better catcher. And we'll see what it looks like next year. I, I still think that there's a chance. And again, catchers develop. Catchers take more time to develop than any other position. Uh, I still think that there's a chance that he's a good major league catcher. Uh, I'm not willing to give up on a 24-year-old. Uh, but it, it's time to see what kind of muscle he can put on and what the next step in his development and evolution as a player is. Is PDJ the shortstop of the future, uh, or will it be found elsewhere in the organization? For me, again, people question Paul DeYoung. Th two years ago, he wasn't playing every day. He was only playing every day at the beginning of last year as a shortstop. That's a hell of an ask, and the, the, the strides that he's made are impressive. I don't think he'll ever be very much better than what we're seeing now, but I don't think he's going to be very much worse. If we're talking about shortstop of the future, then yeah, the next three years, I feel comfortable with Paul DeYoung at shortstop. Maybe four years, I feel comfortable with Paul DeYoung at shortstop. If you're talking about like who's going to be the shortstop in ten years, no, it's not going to be Paul DeYoung. Uh, closer next year. Uh, for me, for me, I would like for Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks to tag team that role. Uh, Paul DeYoung is so good. Yeah, you know, that was a tough at bat tonight, but the night before, two nights ago, he, with a runner on third, he did everything he could to get that thing out to the outfield. He's still developing. Remember, we talk about Harrison Bader speeding through the organization. The same thing happened with Paul DeYoung. It kind of gets, it kind of gets looked over. He's still defining himself as a hitter. That power is legitimate. He's a good defensive shortstop who makes some mistakes and it gets kind of weird. But, you know, the, the, there is a group of fanatics out there that don't like Paul DeYoung for whatever reason and it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Carlos for closer, which, I mean, sure, but, you know, 
I just think for an entire season, your best bet is to have him as a starter. And the Cardinals have other starting options, uh, but I just really love... I love Jordan Hicks as a closer. I think he's going to be fine. If people freak out, don't freak out about Jordan Hicks. He's fine. Uh, and then Dakota Hudson back there, and then who knows what else. Hopefully Dominic Leone. Uh, from Javi Noela, I just don't feel comfortable with Dakota Hudson out there anymore. His peripherals are awful. Yeah, everyone keeps going to his strikeout to walk rate. What I'll say about that is, remember, this has been a long season for Dakota Hudson. And he, when he came up, he was pitching amazing, right? And then he was getting overused. He was pitching every other day. To go from starting to pitching every other day is not easy. I think that pitcher that we saw in his first maybe four or five appearances is more indicative of the type of relief pitcher he can be over a full season. Right now, I'm a little weary. I'm a little against using him. Uh, I would wait as long as possible. But you have a valid point. But the point also stands that he's probably fine in the long run. Sign Iglesias and move to Young to third. That is something I am very much against. Uh, uh, Iglesias does not make the he does not make the Cardinals any better. Moving to Young to third does not make the Cardinals any better. Putting Iglesias in the lineup and having him play short does not make the Cardinals any better. The Cardinals are better off with Jairo Munoz at third base, Jed Jerko at third base, and Paul DeYoung at shortstop, and any very and even even Matt Carpenter at third with Jose Martinez at first. Every variable option that the Cardinals currently have, have have rostered is better than Jose Iglesias at short in any capacity. Uh, and the thing is, he's a good, he's a really, really good defensive shortstop. But he's not, he's not so transformative that you can you can take a bat out of the lineup. Uh, I'll go Jerko Yairo at third with the young at short all day, every day over any other option uh, that involves Jose Iglesias. Uh, Eric Thomas, Kyle, eat a Snickers. Sorry, I, the, the Jose Iglesias thing doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I, I, I understand the need for a defensive first shortstop, but, I mean, if Paul DeYoung was a Lebanese Diaz, I'd be on board for a Jose Iglesias. Uh, but he's not. He's better than that. Uh, hey, what's up, Patrick B? How are you? Will the Cards let Greg go this winter? I do not believe that they'll let Greg Garcia go, but they just might. Shield, in my opinion, has made a lot of decisions lately that had tendencies to, uh, that Matheny had tendencies to make as well. Yeah, the the Wayno thing is a perfect example of the, the, what we're concerned about with Mike Schilt, right? Uh, again, I'm fine with Wayno starting on Sunday. I know it's stupid. I part of the reason I feel that way is I think it'll be the last time Wayno starts, and I think that it's part of the reason why I'm I'm okay with him starting uh, instead of them getting cute down the uh, down the stretch. Or we're already down the stretch, but as we get closer to the end of the season, or giving a chance to start in a playoff game, uh, yeah, he's doing some things right now that you, uh, you 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 should question. We should all question. We should all be worried about. But you know, we'll see. It's a long season. He has a lot of roster options. Going with Greg Garcia is a bad decision, first off the bench. Uh, but again, I didn't get to see that part of the game. I don't know what the situation was. I don't know where the base runners were. I don't know who was pitching. I don't. I don't know the situation, so I, all I can say is that if Greg Garcia is your first batter up, then your first batter off the bench, then you're probably doing something wrong. Uh, Gregerson from Eric Thomas. We'll wait and see if he's healthy. I'm not prepared to make any type of, of predictions or thoughts on anyone who isn't healthy, just like Alex, Alex Reyes. I would like for Alex Reyes to be a late-inning bullpen option next year. Until he's pitching, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about his role on the team. Uh, Seamart, Flaherty, Hudson, Reyes, and Gomber in 2020. Uh, some of those guys, you know, Hudson's going to be a bullpen arm, I think. Helsley prediction outlook for the next year from JLock05. Uh, you guys know I love that Ryan Helsley, uh, but right now his season was ended because of shoulder fatigue, and 
I, you know, I just got done saying I'm not going to make any predictions based on injuries. I hope he's fine. I hope he's healthy next year. And I hope he's making a major league impact because he really, really could have helped the Cardinals this year. And uh, he's not going to be able to do that. They'll need to add him to the 40-man to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. Uh, and he'll be added for sure. Bader was on second when Gigi came up, advanced on a wild pitch, and Gigi couldn't get damn ball in play. Yeah, that's bad. Uh Okay, so real fast, that wild pitch was GG flashing bunt because they like to send him up there to bunt. And then more than likely after the wild pitch, uh, he just got stuck in there. How did Delvin finish at State College? You know, he had a really good, like, four games to end the year. And that's good. That's positive. It's not great, but it's good, and it's positive, and it's whatever. Uh, but he needs to be better. Uh, uh, Genesis Cabrera's ETA. Real fast, a little quick drink. I think there's a very, very, very small chance, a very minute chance that Genesis, we're going to call him Genesis, that Genesis Cabrera makes his Major League debut this year. He'll need to be added to the 40-man roster to be protected from the Rule 5 draft as well. I think more than likely, Genesis Cabrera is one of the first call-ups next year if you need a start. Chance of Cards hiring Jose strictly as a bench cheerleader. Yeah, if he gets, uh, <laughs> Jose's got what, like four or five more years in the Major Leagues probably, five maybe, if he keeps this up, this hitting up. Uh, 100% that he gets hired on as a bench coach somewhere. Plummer back uh, at Peoria for a third swan, a third season. I think more than likely they push. You know, so uh, Bryce Denton is in Palm Beach. I think more than likely Nick Plummer goes to Palm Beach. Uh, Gallegos this year, yeah, Giovanni Gallegos, I would assume, makes uh, his Cardinals uh, uh, his Cardinals debut this year. Um, Henesis Cabrera, yeah, I like, I like Henesis, I like Hennessy's, uh, I really like Genesis Cabrera, I, you know, I'm a fan of, uh, of, uh, that, uh, uh, who am I a fan of? Uh, Peter Gabriel, I'm a fan of Peter Gabriel, is what I was thinking, and then that other bastard who, uh, who I can't think of, oh, I don't have either game on right now, because I'm an asshole, and my computer keeps freezing, uh, Gallegos for the first bat off the bench from B Real 5. So for those of you who don't know, uh, on Sunday, Memphis won on a walk-off, and it was by Giovanni Gallegos. They call him Gio Gallegos. I like Giovanni too much, uh, so I'm going to continue to call him Giovanni. Uh, but yeah, and it was his first, like, it might have been his first at bat. Phil Collins, Jesus, I'm such an asshole. Uh, it might have been, uh, I remember Peter Gabriel. I couldn't remember Phil Collins, and that's all you need to know about my life. Uh, Drake Man says, get a new computer. I have a new computer, uh, but it's in a bag, and I, this is like my home my home laptop, and uh, that's like my going laptop. Uh, throw back to when replacing Colton Wong with Max Schrock. Yeah, remember, that's a great point, uh, Graham. Remember at the beginning of the year when everyone wanted to replace Colton Wong with Max Schrock? Uh, crazy stuff. Uh, his second pro at bat, that's right. Hey, Kyle, I made it. Hey, Ryan Schul, how are you, my friend? Uh, let's see if this works. Control-Alt-Delete. Uh, can you smell what the Schrock is cooking? Uh, will he be given a shot? Not this year, but eventually. Uh, gyro is a personal favorite. Uh, gyro, yeah, that's a good pronunciation. Uh, what are we drinking tonight from John Givens? It's almost like John wants me to go to his coffee mug. Uh, tonight, John, we are drinking Maker's Mark. Again, as I said at the beginning of our little presentation here, uh, as long as Maker's Mark is on sale for 25 or 26 bucks at Schnucks, I will continue to buy it. You can't pass up on, uh, on that. And again, I'm drinking it. Uh, too much downloaded porn, that's a fact. I love those casting couches. Oh my god, I love them so much. I I've been stuck on the casting couch forever. I not like I have been personally been stuck on the casting couch, although I would never be cast. Uh, but 
I love I I love the casting couch. And yes, there is probably 190 gigs worth of casting couch on my laptop. Uh, but to Max Schrock. Oh, and Switch Coffee. Uh, Peoria lost. That's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> it appears that casting couches are the favorite amongst prospects after dark watchers and participators. Who would have thought? It's almost like we're all on the same just disturbing, miserable, to be frank, scary wavelength. Uh, Carlos likes the casting couch too. Oh man, you know, I miss that. That's my favorite part about the entire uh, Buffalo Trace is my go-to whiskey. Great call, Days of Lore. One of the things that always gets like, uh, we always forget, right, that uh, how much of a pervert Carlos Martinez is. Uh, that was one of my favorite things in all of the history of Twitter. Uh, when there was just like, you could scroll up and down his page and just see him liking and talking back and forth with porn stars and whoever the hell else. I love that so much. Uh, I mean, he shouldn't do it, maturity, blah, blah, blah. Look, we're all dudes, and our minds are fucked. We don't stand a chance. Uh, but to Carlos and his his what might have been a porn addiction, uh, that makes him a fine American in my book. Uh, but seek help if you're addicted to anything as I pour another little bit of Maker's Mark. Uh, dumb question, does Munoz have a natural position? If so, what is it? Gyro Munoz was brought up through the minors as a shortstop. I believe, and I believe since the minute I watched him, I, I've been saying it since the Cardinals acquired him, uh, for Steven Piscotti with Max Schrock, he's a third baseman. He is He's a prototypical third baseman. He has a cannon arm. He's He relies on reflexes. When you force him to rely on his reflexes instead of thinking about it, he's at his best. O'Neal Casting Couch episode should be coming out soon. <laughs> That's why Carlos should be our closer. He always finishes. So well said. Uh, look at you guys. You're all perverts. Uh, let's see. Uh, any chance Schrock is the one that's moved this offseason to upgrade elsewhere? That's a great question, Ben Cerruti. I agree. Uh, let's see. My Ray scout friend is really high on Williams compared him to Jay Hay. I, as those of you who know, he's not, look, uh, uh, Justin Williams is not as good of an outfielder as, as either Jackie Bradley or Jason Hayward. Uh, he has an okay arm on the outfield. It, it looks okay sometimes, and other times it looks terrible. What's up, Holy Shield? How are you, my friend? Um, but what he does is he does that, like, flat-footed swinging. He's a big boy that it, he looks at the plate. He looks like what Jason Hayward looks like when Jason Hayward struggles. I should be finishing a project right now, but I'm here. Uh, when we're done with this, I'm going to go finish my own project, if you know what I mean. The Red Sox scout is really down on Justin Williams. Who do I believe? Uh, I think we need to consult the Red Sox. Oh, boy. Ooh, Johnny Walker Black is better than Makers. Uh, Johnny Walker Blue is better than Makers. Uh, I'll say it's a tie for first. Uh, Michael, is your starter in a wild card game. I will always go Flaherty if the opportunity presents itself to choose. Have you seen Aaron Rodgers' post game interview? Uh, I have not. Colton Wong or Delino DeShields? That's a great question from Mr. John Gibbons. Uh, that's Delino DeShields. Look, uh, there's. I like black players. Uh, would you rather play Milwaukee or Chicago in a wild card game? I don't care. Look, it's a wild card game. It's a crapshoot. Both of them have bad pitching. Uh, I don't like going up against a left-handed starter in any capacity. Good chance that you're going to get John Lester if you go up in a wild-card game with the Cubs. I don't care where the game's played. Every wild-card game from here until the end of eternity is a complete roll of the dice. So uh, I don't care. I just don't want to go up against a lefty because I don't think that that bodes well for the Cardinals. Although I say that, but I think it barely... You know what? I take that back. I don't want to go up against a righty. Uh, give me a lefty. Uh, it would be nice to beat Chicago. It would be fun to beat Chicago, but it would be miserable to lose to Chicago. Always knew you liked the brothers, Kyle. That's <laughs> Look, 
I, I grew up in South St. Louis City. I got nothing but respect for everyone. You know what I mean? And not that I don't like Hawaiians. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate a good Hawaiian. I appreciate a, a, a round Samoan. Uh, but look, I'm South City, and I drink. My peoples, we drink. We drink Bush. And uh, we appreciate people of all races, creeds, and ethnicities. I'd rather play Cubs and Wilds card. I uh, can't handle a five-game series against them. It'd be miserable. Like, the media coverage would be the worst part. How important is it for the Cardinals to have home field in the wild card game? The only way that it's important, in my opinion, for the Cardinals to have a home field in the wild card game is if it prevents you from having to go to Colorado. I don't want to go to Coors in any way, shape, or form. Going to Coors is the worst. It's the absolute worst. It's the worst for whoever goes there. Uh, other than that, look, I'm fine with them going to Milwaukee. I'm fine with them going to Chicago. Uh, I don't know where Philly stands in all this. They're out of it, right? But uh, other than that, like, I don't really have a preference. I view the wild card game as a dice roll. That's why I love the wild card game. Uh, anything could happen. Thank you, Hardfire27. I'll look at. I'll watch it later. Not important because the road team always wins. It seems uh, we knew Jack can deal, and uh, we know Jack can deal in Milwaukee. Yeah, and we know Michaelis hits home runs in Milwaukee. So either way, it's a win-win situation. Uh, let's see, new here. Oh, from Club Shilt Eight, new here. But how come highly? Uh, but you come highly recommended. Hello, uh, Club Shilt Eight. Welcome to our little shindig. Yeah, it's super weird in here. I encourage you to ask questions. Cards, gifts, I'll put them on if we missed it. Uh, from Cax uh, Misi, my friend would be the worst. Oh, hey, hey, sex bots. Uh, we're gonna raise our glass to the sex bots who have entered our chat. I think they've been in here earlier, but. To Cox McGee or whatever the fuck it is, uh, thank you for being fake. And also kind of being real. When I fantasize later, it'll be to you. And what you probably aren't. Uh, so yeah, you know, as, as I see the question brought up here, and I talked about it a little while ago, um, about Schrock getting moved. Wayno needs to be our first bat off the bench. Silver Slugger winner, Adam Wainwright, to you. The Cardinals have a lot of redundancies in the organization that they're going to be able to trade without dipping into their pitching to make the team better. I'm excited about that. You know, Max Schrock, uh, the, the Jerko Jose Martinez thing is, is an option. I would not trade Jairo Munoz. Uh, you know, outfield depth. Um, I'm anxious to see what happens. There's a lot of options, and I think there's going to be a lot of movement for the Cardinals this offseason. Who do you have as the Cards' number one target for the offseason, realistic or not? Again, if I'm sitting in Mr. Mazalak and Mr. Uh, Gersh's office, I'm already illegally on the phone with Scott Boris about Manny Machado. That's like that's the only clear way. And again, I know that people hate Manny Machado, and I know he's going to cost a ton of money. And you're going to have to. Uh, is Martinez traded in the offseason? I don't think either Martinez is R unless Manny Machado is acquired, and then anything could happen with Jose Martinez at that point. Um, I. Uh, I just I, the Cardinals have a lot of redundancies. I could see them moving any one of those, and I think that. Manny Machado changes what happens with this town if that happens. If we clinch playoff spot, will they shuffle the rotation so Jack and Miles are rested for the playoffs? Uh, I would think that they shuffle it. Uh, yeah, Boris about Manny Machado. I would think that they would shuffle the rotation to get it so that uh, um, Flaherty gets to the wild card game and then Michaelis would get game one. Uh, so, yeah, Machado's with Lozano. So, uh, somebody said it was Boris. My bad. Uh, that's 100% my fault. I'm dumb. I, I'm I'm so stupid. Uh, I thought it was Lozano earlier, and I couldn't remember. But yeah, I would like for I would like I would already be on the phone with Lozano, trying to do everything I can uh, uh, 
to get Machado. And I know that there is a big concern there, but the other thing is if Machado wants to play short, I'm not letting him have short over Paul DeYoung. He's not a better shortstop than Paul DeYoung is. He's a way better third baseman than any other option. You put him there, you stay happy there, and that's the best thing. Uh, I assume they stick with Bader next year regardless of his bat from the days of lore. They'd be stupid not to. Uh, and when we say stick, remember, stick with him as the starter to start the year with fluctuation possible throughout the year. Uh, do you think Waka is done as a reliable starter? Does he get replaced next year? Again, I, I, uh, how reliable of a starter has Michael Waka been since 2013? He hasn't been super reliable. He flashes signs of being really good. but And I love Michael Waka. I love the guy. But he hasn't been reliable in quite some time, and that's, that's a concern. I think that they'll give him every opportunity to stay in the, the rotation, I think they're reluctant to move him to the bullpen, and I understand it because of the, show, the scapula injury. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Is there a three-way division, Ty? There's two playing games, right? I don't know. Uh, you are smart, and gosh darn it, people like you. Uh, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. It seems like shortstop is a tipping point with Manny. Is it worth it if he plays over Paul DeYoung? Look, the shortstop thing is not a tipping point with Manny Machado. He was adamant about it so that he could get the highest contract, and playing shortstop is going to up your cash. It's just going to get you more money. And if it's a tipping point for him, then you don't make the trade. You don't make the trade. Uh, you don't make the, you don't. God, I'm so stupid. Sorry, I zoned out. I want to start over. If it's a tipping point for him, you don't sign him. Uh, and if he's willing to take a discount, then you sign him. Could have seen him in return to John Jay. Uh, FMK, Womack, Belliard, and Gruzelanik. Oh, my God. I love Tony Womack, man. I think I marry Tony Womack. And then I think I'd bang Mark Grzelanek. And Ronnie Belliard fits my little bit of meat criteria. But I got to tell you, I just, I don't trust him enough to marry him. And I just don't think he'd be as much fun as Mark Grzelanek, uh, who I think is actually like a super Jesus freak. So probably not going to happen. But he walked us off in 01. Uh, FMK, Langford, Langford, and Langford. That one answers itself. And all three answers are right. I assume they stick with Ben Axiom. Always knew it was like, okay. Um, no, didn't kill a Ron man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, percentage chance. Oh my God! I completely forgot about the Ankiel thing. Man, I hope like if you're if you're steering this the Ankiel bandwagon with your heart, hundred percent, right? Uh, I don't know if there's a good chance at all that he he makes it. I think it's I think it's very slim. Uh, I'd kill Langford. Yeah, you'd have to. Uh, look, I in the FMK of Langford, Langford, Langford. I trust. Look, I I respect the process. I respect the rules and the laws of the road, the laws of the game. And unfortunately, I'd have to murder a Langford in order to marry and bang one. Uh, you're th oh, yeah, so getting back to the um, uh, the Rick Ankiel thing. Uh, there's nothing I want to see more than Rick Ankiel pitching a game in the Major Leagues next year out of the Cardinals' bullpen. I mean that. like that. I mean, even more than a World Series, I'd like to see that. him be effective out of a bullpen. Uh, but, you know, with uh, guys who haven't pitched in some time, you question what's going to happen with the arm, and he's a little older now, and, you know... You can't expect or anticipate an arm injury, but I think that that's what you got to do. Like, I hope it happens. I give it like a 10% chance. It's a huge wild card. What about a Rosenthal return next year? I want it. Go make it happen. Uh, please tell me Bowman doesn't come back next year. Matt Bowman, uh, probably not. I do, I do think Matt Bowman is a casualty of the 40-man. Uh, takes Langford to make Langfords. FMK from Brian Love, Hudson, Ponce de Leon, and Flaherty. <sighs> Here's what you do. You marry Jack Flaherty because your hope would be that eventually you could lure his girlfriend into bed with you. 
And you can't do that in one night, right? That's just not going to happen. So you would need more time to make it happen. Dakota Hudson and Ponce de Leon. I think I'd have that one night tryst with Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, I respect him for coming back after taking a ball to the head, and i just like to show my appreciation. Are the AFL games all broadcast? No. No, there might be like... So the, 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 the all-star game in the AFL will be, bro on, in the AFL will be broadcast on uh, the MLB Network, but other than that, no games will be broadcast. It's bullshit. Uh, would love to see Wayne Overs Pujols next year. Uh, yeah, somebody said Anki Overs Pujols would be epic. Yeah, sentimenta sen sentimentally, I would like to see both of them pitch against Pujols. Uh... But, man, I really... If Wayno's pitching against Pools, then things have gotten super weird. Mm. By the way, last week I was so hungover after, after Prospects After Dark because of the Switch coffee mug. Uh, it's huge, and I don't have the slightest idea how much is in here. I feel good tonight. I have, I've been drinking more water. We've been better. Ooh, FMK, uh, Hater, Chapman, and Ozuna... You murder Ozuna because he's a fucking scum human being. Uh, and then... so Oh, man, they're all scum human beings, aren't they? You murder them all. That's your only option. Although, Hater gets a little... He doesn't get a pass. What he said was fucked up. But he said it a long time ago as a kid. And when you're a kid, you're an asshole. And you're just trying to get people to laugh. And you're trying to be funny. And you're just an asshole. Um, so, I don't know. At least he didn't. At least Hater didn't resort to any type of domestic violence. I, I, they're all trash, but he's the king of the trash in that particular MFK. Fuck, fuck those people. But you know, honestly, uh, to be one hundred percent honest, I've said and done some pretty shitty things in my life uh, that I hope I'm never forgiven for because I deserve to have that hanging over me. I, I'm a terrible human being. I've done terrible things in my life. That if I could take back, I absolutely would. Uh, nothing domestic violence-wise. Nothing violence-wise. I've knocked the dude out once or twice before, but that's whatever. I've been hit pretty fucking hard. That's whatever. That's just part of being a dude growing up. But, you know, I... I've especially said... Like, I've said some awful, terrible shit to women that I would kill to be able to take back, but you can't take back, so you deserve to live with that guilt. Uh, my hope is that Bader... or uh, Josh Hader is living with that guilt uh, and, and not just blowing over it, because he should. And Keel better than 2019, Michaelis. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I knew my life wasn't going anywhere when I said my shitty stuff. Yeah, right, Van VHS nails it. You say that shitty stuff, and it has nothing to do with the woman or the guy you're yelling at or whoever, your friends, your brothers, whatever. It's all about you when you're being miserable and ignorant and shitty. Yeah, It's all about you. You're a shitty, ignorant, miserable person when you're doing that stuff. And you know it deep down. I knew it deep down. Uh... Come to terms with it. And, you know, I've come to terms with it in a really destructive way. For me, I, I deal with a, a serious amount of anxiety, a serious amount of uh, depression that I cover up with laughter and happiness and all that stuff. Uh, eventually, I'll get over that. And I, I, there's times when I feel myself working through it. I should probably go see a professional. Uh, if you have those feelings, go see a professional. They're smarter than you are, and then get in your head, and having someone else in your head helps. Uh, but the thing is, I put myself in bad positions that make me feel that pain. Uh, over over the long haul, right? So, uh, anyways, getting getting away from it. All I'm saying is that look, look deep down. Most of us have said some pretty fucking shitty things, and as long as like, as long as it's in the past, as long as it's your child self, your there is a little bit of like understanding that needs to come with that. Domestic violence should never ever be tolerated. And if you're still having to be a woman in this little thing, uh, 
if you're if you're a female involved in our prospects after dark chat here and you feel any type of threat at all from your male counterpart or any male at all go find someone go talk to them you deserve better than to be treated any way uh, other than amazing yeah i don't care who the hell you are anyways i am way off the topic way off the topic i am so sorry about that uh sorry i uh fuck me i feel i feel terrible yeah this is this is holy shield's fault fuck you anyways uh to people who uh aren't complete douchebags more punchable braun vado or rizzo vado there's nothing punchable about joey vado uh, uh, Ryan Braun has the most punchable face in baseball. Uh, so, about Cole Hamels. Uh, how about J.A. Happ? There should be a way to report uh, that and get people blocked. That should be a safe space for women. Everything should be a safe space for women, man. Uh, yeah, go Memphis. Uh, I just closed it up because it was making my computer do weird things. Uh, therapists should be as common as doctors and trainers. I would really hope that by the time I die, which should probably be in the next five years, that that's a thing. Uh, let's see... It's bronze eyes. It's its entire fucking face. More punchable Rizzo. So, so Francisco Cervelli is number two. It's a tie for first. 1A, 1B with Cervelli and Ryan Braun. Uh, let's see. Votto is so likable to me. I agree. The natural. I love Votto. 100 pence punchable face. 100 pence is too crazy. Look, as someone with a really disgusting, crazy-eyed face, I appreciate 100 pence. I'm from J.A. Happ's hometown. Uh, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Ryan Braun needs some eyes back in them sockets, brah. Uh, I may be a gentleman, but I'm not a good man from friggin' cards. You, 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 look, you try, you always try, but what happens is you say stupid and dumb shit. Sometimes it's to be funny, sometimes if you think you're gonna end up getting some, getting somewhere with a girl, uh, and you, you're a fucking dickhead because you're a man and you don't realize you're a dickhead. Uh, no, 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 Andrew Cash, your number one most punchable face. I'm still taking Ryan Braun and Francisco Cervelli. Uh, Lackey, most punchable face of all time. Uh, it might be the most punched face of all time. I bet you John Lackey's been punched probably more than you and I could ever imagine. Uh, you should get a distillery from STL to sponsor this shit so you can get free booze. Uh, it's been talked about. Maybe somewhere along the lines it'll happen. Uh, you never fight crazy people or ugly people. They have nothing to lose. And if I could also offer one other piece of advice if you're going to get into a fight, it was like the one thing that I abide to is get into fights with tall, lanky guys, right? If, you are, if you're quick and you can get in there, a tall, lanky guy, more than likely, they're going to hit hard, but not hard like a big, tall guy. Uh, and also, they're a little bit slower. They've got a big reach. So if you can get in there, you can do some damage. Rizzo was a prick off the field, on the field, but a good guy off. I'm fine with that. Look, it, the thing about competitive sports is that you're kind of a dick on the field uh, all the time. As long as you're a good person off, which he is, then I'm on board. Uh, worst sports talk personality in STL. There's a show on 590. And there's a guy on it named John Hadley. It gets on throughout the afternoon. He's only on every once in a while. He's the absolute worst. Uh, and then if we're talking more mainstream... You guys, I'm not a Bernie. I'm I'm not a Bernie guy. I I like the morons in the morning on 590. They're just I don't like talking baseball all the time. I don't I don't like talking sports all the time. Look, hot takes ruin an entire culture of sports. I I want to fuck around. I want to have fun. If we're not having fun, if we're not joking around, then what's the point in even enjoying things? Uh, definitely Hadley is the answer. Yeah, Hadley's the worst. I don't even know if he's on anymore because I stopped listening to the program because of him. Uh, they're on from 1 to 3 on 590. You should check it out for no other reason than to hear Hadley give a hot take. It's terrible. 
Yeah, punchable face is different than guy you don't like. Very, very good distinction, VHS. Have you done a cheers to Zach Gifford yet? Thank you very much. So mine's going to be a dual cheers here. I think we have two more in here. Uh, the first cheers is part to Graham. Uh, Graham, I, I know that we're hard on you sometimes, but I love you, buddy. I hope every little my, my Twitter little brother, I hope everything's okay with you uh, and come back to us soon. The other person is we cheers to Zach Gifford. Uh, I love the Zach Gifford. He's one of my favorite people on earth. And, uh, you know, he's going through some shit. I don't know exactly what it is. It's none of my business uh, with the Switch coffee mug. Uh, but, but you should reach out to Zach and let him know you love him. Because I love Zach. You all love Zach. He's smarter than us. And, uh, man, I really hope everything's okay, going okay with Zach. Because I love Zach. To those two. Uh, uh, wait, what happened to Graham? Oh, no, was, uh, nothing. Uh, look, I don't know what's going on with Graham. He just left our little group chat, and I just hope everything's okay with him because I wanted to say it. One of the best cheers in a while. Help Giles punch himself in the face. I love that from, from, from Mr. Jason Hicks. Uh, that was one of my favorite moments. Look, anybody who's willing to punch himself in the face is a friend of mine. Worst broadcasters in baseball. Look, I don't know enough about the national people. A lot of times when the Cardinals are playing nationally, I have the game muted, and I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar or uh, Lord Huron, or uh, 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 The Weeknd, or something like that. Paul Simon, shout out to Cards Cards. Um, or I'm watching minor league baseball and listening to their audio feeds. I'm not going to bag on any broadcasters. It's not easy. Detroit broadcasters who get into a fight with each other, they're our favorites. Giles needs to... Sh <laughs> uh, I'm not going to bag on Tim McCarver. Will Pad be sending Mark Saxon the next move? Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, we can all sign it. Uh, A-Rod is bad. A lot of people think I'm fine with him. Uh, national guy. I like Matt Vaskersian, too. I don't have a problem with... But again, I don't really... Uh, uh, damn. Favorite Kendrick Lamar album is D, uppercase, A, uppercase, M, uppercase, N, period. Uh, that's the best Kendrick Lamar album. Uh, you hate ESPN. I'm not a fan of ESPN. I, I hate everything about ESPN. That's why I mute it and I listen to what I want to listen to. Devin, uh, Devin Mezzarocco looks like a fish. You know, they thought for a really long time Devin Mezzarocco was going to be the, the best catcher in baseball. Uh, Matt Baskurgeon is the greatest of all time. I like Matt Baskurgeon. ESPN is trash now. You know, the, the bummer about ESPN being trash is that it, it raised an entire generation. It raised my generation. You know, I think part of the reason that I find myself... Uh, uh, from friggin' cards, Lord Huron or Huron's album, uh, 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 Vide, uh, Vide Noir. Yeah, uh, it, Lord Huron's new album is incredible. It's great. Uh, uh, V-I-D-E-N-O-I-R, you need to check it out if you have any type of emotions. Uh, there's a song on there, um, uh, there's two songs on there that, that get me all jacked up. Uh, by the way, any, what I was getting at about uh, ESPN is ESPN raised my generation. I think that's part of the reason why we like comedy mixed in with our sports. Uh, it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was it was having fun and joking around. But then what happened with ESPN is that it became about catchphrases and slogans and making money. And I, you know, a lot of people would say the NBA, but I don't have a problem with that. I never would have thought Fox Sports would be better than ESPN. Me too. The only time I like Matt Vaskersian interviewed my favorite band on MLB Network. What was the band? Are you a Gambino fan? Fuck yes, I'm a Childish Gambino fan. Uh, man, I love. Look, I'm a big Donald Glover fan. I like his stand-up. I loved him on Community. Uh, obviously, This Is America. Uh, that music video is transcendent. Uh, I love it. The Alt Station in Casey is big on Lord Huron. What do you VHS? What do you think about Lord Huron? 
Uh, Jack Buck is the absolute greatest of all time. Yeah, between Vince Scully and Jack Buck, you can't go wrong. Uh, Matt Meters was the second coming of Johnny Bench. Yeah, and it looked that way. Don't forget that. Bonfire is fire. Yeah, that's from Camp, right? Uh, his album Camp. That's in great. That's great. Uh, I also enjoyed the musical stylings of Donald Glover. Great stuff. Uh, Community was the best. Uh, Community is my favorite. It's my favorite comedy. So you'll find with me that when I uh, when I go through breakups, like I look for something to get me over. Uh, for me, I was I was dating a girl for a really long time, and when her and I broke up, I was like 23 years old. I was 22 years old. Uh, I went to comic books, and comic book changed my life. It got me over the breakup. A little while later, I was dating a girl for many years, and her and I broke up. And uh, what got me over that was Community. There were already five seasons or four seasons deep into Community, and I watched Community over and over and over again, and I loved it, and it got me over the breakup. Uh, right now, I'm going through something too, and there, what's getting me over it is Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" a little bit. Uh, actually, I haven't turned my PS4 on in a hundred years, and I bought the. Uh, the PS4 Spider-Man game, and I played that all weekend, stayed almost away from everything else, and that helped get me over some of that shit. Uh, but, so yeah, the music, all that stuff is incredible. The song from Vide Noir that gets me, it's called um, When the Night is Over. Uh, if I can make one recommendation to you tonight, other than to listen to Damn by Kendrick Lamar, it would be to listen to uh, When the Night is Over by Lord Huron. L-O-R-D-H-U-R-N. Uh, when the night is over. That song fucks me up. Like, it puts me in the worst mental space, but it's incredible. Uh, from JT Vonderhaar, what did I miss? Uh, we've been getting pretty serious. Somebody says, get Fortnite. Uh, I'm not going to get Fortnite. The night we met from Real Cards Trump. Yeah, check it. Oh, that's it. Those are the two best songs on that album. Uh, when the night is over and then the night we met. Uh, oh, wait, although uh, the night we met was on his previous album. Uh, the, the two songs on Vide Noir are... Uh, uh, when the Night is Over and uh, Wait by the River. Those are the two best songs on that album. Uh, when the Night is Over is incredible, right? I had all of them, most of you, some and now none of you. I love that song. That was a terrible thing. Uh, if you're going through some shit, the new Mac Miller is for you. Yeah, but you can't listen to the new Mac Miller because you're going through shit and he just died. Uh, thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. I, I have to squint at it to be able to see it. Uh, Rick Sutcliffe and Eduardo Perez are really... I like Eduardo Perez a lot. Nico and the Niners by 21 Pilots fucks me up. Uh, Nico, hold on. Nico and Niners. I looked that up. I like to be fucked up. Uh, predictions on how many wins we get this series. Uh, I'll say two. Have you seen One Last Bud for Dale Tribute video? It uses the night we met and it's amazing. I have not. I'm going to write that down too. Thank you, Cards Trump. One last... Uh, for Bud. Uh, John Miller for San Francisco is one of the best announcers. Yeah, I hated John Miller and uh, 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 Joe Morgan. I hated them together, but when he was doing San Francisco stuff, he was great. Uh, Granderson just went deep. Uh, please sing more. I had all and then most of you, some and now none of you. Take me back to the night we met. That's a, such a great song. Uh... Let's see. If you want a good laugh, watch the new Kanye music video. I heard it was hilarious. Apparently, John Hand wants to play Batman. I'm on board for that. Uh, anything other than Ben Affleck, and I'm happy. Look, I read Batman comics, and I read Nightwing comics every Wednesday that they come out. 
Uh, him would make a good Batman. Needed a win today because faced Kershaw and Bueller first two. Yeah, we we gloss over just how good Walker Bueller is. Walker Bueller is a monster. Walker Bueller might be better than Jack Flaherty, and we all love Jack Flaherty. When was Aaron Nola drafted, Kyle? Was it 2013? Look it up. He's been in the league for three years, 2012 or 2013. Listen to It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Do-do-do-do. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Uh, favorite Batman book ever. Uh, so I'm a fan of Dick Grayson, uh, as those of you know. And uh, my favorite is The Black Mirror. Uh, check out The Black Mirror. It's kind of a standalone. It's from Detective Comics. It's not from Bla- from Batman. Uh, it's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite uh, uh, Batman thing. All right, Pad. Till next time. Good night to you. Good night. Uh, Frank Miller's Batman. That's all amazing stuff. Something around midnight is the one that always fucks me up. I'm writing it down. VHS. Uh, something around. What a great song that is too. Actually, I. Something around. Uh, Country Road takes me home. Uh, are you a DC over Marvel? I like DC's comics, Marvel's movies. Is Christian Bale best Batman? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but nothing against uh, 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 Mr. Uh, 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 Mr. M- uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, you're hilarious. Gotta go. We'll be back. What's up, Club Shield? Thank you for being here. Camille out of Superman, uh, DC done. They need to start over. And I'll tell you what, it bugs me to a great degree that Henry Cav- Cavill never got an opportunity to uh, play Superman, a good Superman. A Carlton from Fresh Prince all comes to mind when Tom Jones, yeah, it's that. It's that, right? You immediately think of it. Uh, the musical stylings of Kyle After Dark would be a great album. Uh, if you really want to get fucked up, listen to Jason Isbell. I have intentionally stayed away from Jason Isbell because of what it does to people. Uh, I'm not emotionally prepared for that. I have always loved the grittier setting for DC, but they just haven't put it in movies well yet. They did it really well with uh, with Nolan's Batman. I, I Look, everyone says The Dark Knight is the best of all the Batman movies. I love Batman Begins. For me, it hit on every note. I think it's a perfect comic book movie. Uh, my issue with The Dark Knight is that Batman would never give up crime fighting to, like, it, it, would, it would just never happen. Again, I don't know how we got here. Uh, but the depiction of Bruce Wayne is terrible. Uh, what carries that movie is Heath Ledger's Joker, because that's so good. But the rest of the movie's trash. Uh, Two-Face acting is trash. Uh, it, it's just not a very good movie other than what Ledger did, so that's where I'm at. Uh, Batman Begins does not get enough love. Uh, I agree. Uh, Ledger's Joker was unreal. Yeah, to me, to me, and again, I'm a big Tarantino fan. Uh, to me, Ledger's Joker is the best performance I've ever seen on screen. Uh, in terms of the new DCEU. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, 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 I got, I got lost there. I get, I get completely lost. Yeah, they, they don't know how to, they don't know how to do it. They want to get too dark and they want to get, they want to get too dark and too cute at the same time. And they want to tie in products and make it marketable. And they try too hard to, like, catch you off guard by doing stupid shit. Look, there was a way to do the death of Superman that would have been incredible. Uh, the, the, the little comic movie they did was okay. Uh, but we'll see. Hey, Kyle, when is Gersh going to give you a carry Fortnite just like he did in 2A? I don't know what you're talking about. The Departed is also a great Tarantino movie. The Departed is not a Tarantino movie. Uh, best performance on paper. Yeah. They literally set him up uh, wanting to retire with Gotham in peace. Yeah, that's... Look, I don't know. I, I have problems. Like... The comic book version of Batman wants to live forever. He wants to do Batmaning for his entire life. He wants to marry Catwoman, but he can't marry Catwoman because he can't give up crime fighting. Uh, why does your shirt look like insomnia cookies? Oh, it does. You're right. But hey, take a look at this. Here, that's my titty right here. That's a titty right there. That's a star 
But actually, hold on. That's my nipple. That's a titty. And then uh, that's a Prospects After Dark t-shirt. Uh, my, my movie knowledge has failed again. Uh, let's not forget Michael Keaton was Mr. Mom and Batman. Yeah, and he was the best Mr. Mom and the best Batman at the time. Donald Glover would be a great Batman with Danny Pudi as Robin. That'd be hilarious. I would love... Yeah. <laughs> Troy and Abed in the morning. Troy and Abed is Batman and Robin. I'd love that. Uh, the Departed is Scorsese. That's correct. Yeah, so somebody was, you know, they're talking about Michael B. Jordan being the uh, the uh, Superman, replacing Cavill as Superman. I'd like that for be to be uh, uh, Danny Glover or Donald Glover. Recent Batman movies have missed out on a good Penguin villain. He's a dark character in the comics. Yeah, and he's a mobster in the comics more than anything. If you did it right, you do it good. Morgan Freeman was great in Nolan's trilogy. Yeah, uh, incredible role. Why does the movies need to be exactly the same? They don't need to be exactly the same. But for me, the important thing is taking the essence of a character. And, and portraying him on screen. And to, boy, this used to be a baseball podcast, uh, but to, to say that Batman, that that character who fights crime because he can't do anything else would give up that life for any reason is a bad portrayal of the character. It doesn't need to be word for word. It doesn't need to be that character. But you have to keep the essence of the character, and that is so against that character. Uh, why does the movie need to be? Yeah. Uh, FMK, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Andrew Jackson. Uh, you marry George Washington. Uh, you fuck that Thomas Jefferson and Andrew Jackson. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Glover would be perfect ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, we all agree with that. I, I agree. West Virginia. Yeah, that's a place that I'd have sex in. What's baseball? We don't know. Good life, Sean. Uh, we clearly forgot. Uh, again, I raised my Switch coffee mug to you folks. Look, we're about two. We got about two more to go uh, on the drinks here. Tyler O'Neill is Batman. Tyler O'Neill is Solomon Grundy, if anything. I'm the Canadian Solomon Grundy. I like to rhyme words with Monday. Jed Jerko is Batman. Hmm. He would be the Mike Keaton version of Batman. Will postseason baseball interfere with Yelich's SNL schedule? Uh, probably not. Nolan should have done Man of Steel. Look, I. They, here's the thing: is they just you need to stay away from Zack Schneider. He just doesn't do good stuff, you know. And also stay away from motherfucking Watchmen. Don't make a Watchmen movie. Don't make an HBO show, Damon Lindelof. Stay away from Watchmen. It's something different. O'Neill is Bane. I like that. Uh, I just started it, and Kyle Reese was rubbing his tits. Yeah, what's up, B-Rad? Nice for you to be a part of this. Uh, I wasn't... Okay, I rubbed my tits. I'm guilty. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm guilty. I, I, uh, uh, Harrison Bader is Robin. Yeah, Harrison Bader would be the Jason Todd version of Robin. And... Uh, the Batman would be Jose Martinez. FMK, Adam Sandler, David Spade, and Rob Schneider. You, you murder Rob Schneider. I don't even know if he's real. Uh, then you marry Sandler, and you have a one-night tryst with Spade. Uh, yeah, bring that of me uh, showing my titty and then trying to lick it. Uh, Braves, talk them. Uh, still the best part of my day. Good, B-Ryan. I'm glad to hear that. It's uh, Being a part of this with you guys is the best part of my day. Before I leave uh, to do bed check, just want to say thanks for making my night at work such a little... Suck a little less. Kendra, Nicole, that was 12 minutes ago. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, Kyle Reese fought the Terminator. Yeah, and if anyone knows any women, uh, FMK, appendix, spleen, and gallbladder. <laughs> By the way, if anyone knows any women named Sarah Connor who are, look, who are like dealing with the worst depression in their lives and who just want a man, find me. I'm supposed to find Sarah Connor and impregnate her before I die. Uh, spleen appendix, and I'm, I don't know what the third one was, but I'll say colon. Uh, you fuck the colon, you get rid of the gallbladder, you get rid of the gallbladder, and then you have a threesome with the appendix and the spleen. 
that's where we're at. Look, I've got two more sips in here. I We are completely fucking derailed tonight. Uh, this is what happens when we are at, like, half staff in the audience. Uh, and on a Wednesday. Wednesdays get a little weird. We warned everyone. Uh, so, as you know, we when we get to the near the end here, uh, we raise our glass. Who would be the best Hawkeye? Uh, Clint Barton, I don't even know the answer to that question. I've had a shitty-ish day, and this made it better. Thank you, bro. My pleasure, Paul, uh, uh, all Paul DeYoung. And I hope my buddy Eller Market, I hope he's watching. I hope he's having a better day, too. A nice job on Two Birds on the Bat. It was awesome from Mark Book. Hey, thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for listening, rather. Uh, check out Two Birds on a Bat. Uh, I'm on there with Mo's Algorithms and Brennan Schaefer. More importantly, check out Birds on the Black. Everything that Birds on the Black does is incredible. Uh, they're good. We'll get to them in a second. Alan Alda is the best Hawkeye. I like what you did there with the MASH reference uh, from Vonderhaar. Uh, JT, I believe. Uh, so, we raise our glass to all of you. Or actually, before we... Last two were... Let me... God damn it. I'm, I'm all over myself right now. Uh, fucker out from mbab7879. Thank you for being here. After a long day of landscaping, I always love watching this from Drake Man. You know me, I'm a concrete guy, Drake Man, so my heart goes out to you. Uh, this is the part where uh, this was great. Good night. Hey, Miss Miranda. Hey, thank you so much for being in here. We appreciate you being here. Hawkeye is Greg Garcia, but no one knows, uh, what they, <laughs> no one knows what they do. <laughs> he is. That's funny. Uh, one of our last two cheers goes to my colleagues at Birds on the Black. We, we start off with Zach Gifford, who is taking a hiatus from writing. He might not ever write again. Zach, we love you. You're incredible. Our media people, uh, uh, Nicholas Childress and Cardinals Gifts. I get lost in my nonsense all the time. Uh, somebody says they missed the Whitey Ball era. I don't, couldn't imagine why. Uh, I get lost in it all the time. Uh, you be safe too, Mr. Hicks. Have a great week. Cards Gifts is the absolute best. Uh, I, I love him on so many levels. He's, he's a brother to me that I've never had the pleasure to shake hands with or hug. Uh, I don't say it enough. He's, he's the most incredible person uh, that I have the pleasure to talk to on a daily basis that isn't a relative of mine. Uh, from the writing standpoint, uh, between Tara Wellman, Cards Cards, uh, uh, Stu Stiles, who does our amazing, amazing recaps, Eric Manning, Chuck Brownson, uh, I guess myself, Alex Crisofulli, who you guys know is my absolute favorite writer. Uh, super appreciative of your creative community. Always love being able to stop in. Please do all the time. Uh, again, uh, Victoria, uh, Victoria Dryden, I hope that your, your, uh, your mango burrito was incredible. Uh, yeah, the newest member of our little ridiculous family, uh, hashtag Dennis. Uh, friggin' Cards, who is a part of our little family, uh, and a bigger family. Uh, look, the Birds on the Black family is incredible. They're wonderful. They're better than anything I could ever imagine. I say it every time. Our second to last cheer always goes to the amazing Birds on the Black family, who I love. Which brings us to our last cheer. Again, we're an hour and a half into this or whatever. Um, our, my last cheer always goes to you guys. Our Prospect After Dark family is amazing and strong and wonderful. Uh, yeah, this is that. No, the, the end of the game, the end of the show is always a you hang up first moment, but it's me ranting and the girl on the other end being like, just hang up the fucking phone! Hang it up! But I'm just, look, I love you. I love your family. I love your kids. I love your dog. I love the idea of you. Uh, but the, my last cheer always goes to my little prospect after dark community. Again, uh, Please share with me the pictures of your shirts, your Prospect After Dark shirts. Uh, I want to see them. Uh, we've had some great entries. Uh, they're all incredible. But without without the Hicks family, uh, without Birds on the Black, without the Prospect After Dark team and family, uh, I, it wouldn't be worth doing this. 
Uh, so you guys make it happen. Once a week, I try to climb out of my own little personal shell uh, of misery and despair uh, to reach out and be a part of a hundred, you know, anywhere from, we're at 66 people right now, anywhere from 66 to 200 people at any given moment uh, to be a part of this little family because of you guys. And uh, you help fill a weird little void that goes on inside of my stupid brain. So I love all of you and uh, cheers. Cheers to you. That's it. <laughs> this mug is deceptive. Uh, Brewers win. I don't know if that's good or bad, whatever. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, I am Kyle Reese. This was Prospects After Dark. You guys are all amazing. This is a lot of fun. We had a lot of comic book talk and movie talk tonight. Uh, we had some amazing baseball talk, too, mixed in there. Let's go Cardinals. Let's at least split with the Dodgers. Uh, and, and let's make up ground. So again, for everybody, a good night, Victoria. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. It's a pleasure to talk to everyone. Uh, again, for everybody at Birds on the Black, I am Kyle Reese. This is Prospects After Dark. Check me out there. Check everybody at Birds on the Black out. They're amazing. Amazing. I don't deserve to be a part of that. Uh, and to everyone, as always, happy hunting.